Flint Cliffs Manufacturing is a full-service metal fabrication shop located in beautiful Burlington, Iowa. Flint Cliffs is now hiring for welders, painters, and machine operators. For both first and second shift, call 319-752-2781. Well, we want to thank all our sponsors of high school football on Round Guy Radio. And we got a brand new one, and it's Mike's Auto Sales in Muscatine. You need a new car, talk to Mike. Uh, he's got some great deals over there. We're really proud to have him on as a sponsor. We also uh, are very happy to have uh, Iowa Tire of Fairfield, Iowa, Kyoto Transmission and Repair, uh, Flint Cliffs Manufacturing of Burlington, Iowa, Wester Drug of Wilton and Muscatine, Jen Fagan, your neighbor's insurance agent, Home Plate Sports Cards of Oskaloosa, Henshaw Trailer Sales of Richland, Iowa, B&B Propane, of Huffton, Iowa, for uh, R&B Brakes of uh, Dubuque, Iowa, for R&B Brakes Sports Cards, for the best sports cards, the newest, everything that's coming out. Check out R&B Brakes Sports Cards and tell them Round Guy Radio sent you there. Richardson's Tech Solutions of Richland, Iowa, Farmers Co-op and Vision Ag of Kyoto and all the surrounding areas, and the Packwood Locker of Packwood, Iowa, Soon to be Griner Meats and Groceries of Richland, Iowa. Well, welcome to the Scoreboard Show. Uh, uh, we're not. Uh, uh, I got Jeff Mills called me a little uh, last late last night. But by the time I got back from Wilton, it was too late to get anything done. Uh, and I'll tag what Jeff said about the Pekin uh, Columbus game in on the back of this. But uh, just just pretty much going to be me and and my old buddy Andy Kretzinger of the Southeast Iowa Union going to bring a. Uh, Bring the news of uh, week four to you. Uh, welcome to the program, Andy. Uh, thanks for having me. All right. Well, uh, why don't you regale us with the game that you were at? Yeah, well, I uh, went to see uh, Mount Pleasant and Burlington. Mount Pleasant's uh, second, second home game of the year. Greyhounds were coming off a win against Keokuk. Uh, and uh, Mount Pleasant is still looking for their first one of the year, uh, and uh, it was pretty much all Burlington Greyhounds, just the run game over and over and over. They do such a good job of just, you know, pound up the middle, cut it outside, do a little option play. You know, they, they don't worry about passing it except for, I think, twice last night, two or three times, and uh, every single time they did pass it, it was on a play action, and every single time they ran a play action. They had a wide open guy. They didn't always hit him, but, <laughs> but it always worked out to see a open greyhound going across. Uh, so early in the game, so Mount Pleasant came in a little bit uh, at a disadvantage because their starting quarterback, Cooper Coleman, got hurt last week uh, at a, up at Tipton. And, but, you know, they, uh, they, they subbed in uh, Peyton Walker, who's been their uh, running back and one of their main ball carriers, in at quarterback, and uh, they also had uh, Gerard Turner, who's been uh, probably their best player so far this year, and definitely a kid that uh, they want to get the ball to um, as their main uh, running back. But Turner got hurt on the first play, and so that really upended uh, Mount Pleasant's chances, uh, and it turned into a uh, 42-7 uh, Burlington um, when I think it was 21 nothing, like in the blink of an eye. Uh, Mount Pleasant scored. It looked like you know, okay, if it's if it's maybe they can get the ball back and score or, or they can just make a 21 seven at halftime. It'll be all right. But, uh, Burlington just, uh, kept pounding and there were not many Burlington drives that didn't end in touchdowns. Yeah. Well, um, Burlington, uh, um, after, uh, Oh, and two start, uh, got themselves, crawled themselves back to even, uh, tell me a little bit about their team. 
how's how's Coach Crackle's run game going? How's his defense going? Uh, uh, what do you see out of him? Yeah, well, so their their defense played really well, and then that's you know it's it's been their bread and butter is just to uh, just to uh, run the ball. You know, Gabe Robinson has been a really good player for him um, this year, but they just they pound the ball. You know, they they don't worry about it if they get into a second or third and long. They they usually don't you know, get out of their game plan and just start throwing the ball or anything. They just trust kind of what they do. And it's it's kind of a mini version of what Sigourney Kyoto does where, uh, where you know, if you, get, if you get three or four yards each time, then you just keep moving the chains over and over again. And, and that is kind of what happens. It makes the games go really quick because there's no incompletions and not a lot of penalties and not a lot of uh, this and that. So um, that's – pretty much what they did. And then the defense just, I mean, all the defense would have had to do last night is make one or two stops. But that's the thing about the, the you know, the way they do it is they're not going to turn the ball over very often. If, if you're running the ball every play, you're going to win the field position battle. And, uh, and anytime, as I said, anytime they wanted to pass, you know, you'd, they'd play action and they'd have somebody do a, a post route or something. And all of a sudden you'd look and there'd be a couple times. There was uh, one Mount Pleasant kid covering two greyhounds, <laughs> you know, when the pass was thrown. And so uh, they just had the, you know, the game plan worked out. Uh, Mount Pleasant hadn't been able to uh, stop the run very well. You know, Fairfield really uh, uh, put a lot of yards on Mount Pleasant uh, the last time I got to see them live. And so it was kind of a good, it was just a really good X and O's type matchup for Burlington. And especially when Turner got hurt for Mount Pleasant, because that, that is a huge, that's their best special teams player, the kid they're going to give it to the ball to most often and, and one of their better defensive players. So. Um, so Burlington had the advantage, and they they took advantage of it. Well, yeah, uh, that sounds like just a, 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 the way Coach Crackle likes it. I mean, that's that, yeah. He, I, I thought I was talking to him when the way you were describing the game. Uh-huh. Uh, well, I think that's probably enough about that game. Well, mention a little bit of something about uh, uh, Mount Pleasant. What what do they have they got going for them over there? Well, I think that um, I think that first off, when they lined up for their first play, uh, I thought you know, that that was a pretty good look because they had Walker and Turner in the backfield. And those are both really, really good runners. Uh, Payne Walker played really, really well for, for getting beat by that. But I mean, Walker is there is their main tackler. Usually he was flying out of the ball. And then on offense, they were basically putting it, you know, putting it on the shotgun, snapping it to him and then blocking one way or the other. And there was one drive where he did that about 12 times in a row and, and scored a touchdown for him. Um, and then Turner has just been so explosive for him this year. You know, he's scored a couple times on special teams. I think three times on special teams. Uh, every single time he gets a, a kicker turn, it's been, um, you know, pretty far. And uh, they also scored with uh, Jackson Newman scoring a kicker turn. He also got hurt last night uh, uh, for at least a portion of the game. Um, so their special teams has been really good this year. I, they, they, if they could just figure out the – even last night when they were all hurt, a lot of, you know, their kicker turns were pretty darn good. So if they could just take that little magic and uh, turn it into uh, something. But, you know, once they get healthy, if they could have Coleman uh, healthy, and then he, his uh, his brother, uh, Payson Coleman, is also one of their uh, main receivers. But if they had Coleman healthy and the two um, ball carriers, uh, Walker and Turner healthy, then they at least have that, you know, their offense works out. They've got a, a few weapons. Uh, last night it was just, you know, it's kind of like we were down to their last couple of big, big weapons and Burlington knows who's getting the ball. And, and, you know, when the other team knows who's getting the ball, it's hard to just keep pounding over them. But I tell you what, when, when Walker ran in, uh, the touchdown, I think he made a 21 seven, 
it was a pretty, it was a pretty, you know, right up in the middle, running over people type of drives. And I, I thought, well, maybe if they can just keep doing that, they'd at least score on offense. And they did, you know, they, uh, uh, Mount Pleasant had uh, a drive um, stall because of a fumble that was a forced, that was a Mount Pleasant kid running into another Mount Pleasant kid, kind of actually knocked it out of his hand. And they also got stuffed fourth and one at the uh, goal line. So fourth and goal at the goal line. And uh, so they had a couple opportunities that just, they just never, ever were able to punch them in. All right. Well, uh, I guess I could regale you a little bit about the Wilton Beavers uh, game with Beckman Catholic, but man, the Wilton Beavers look every bit the, a top five team in the state. Uh, I, I don't know if you've ever had the opportunity to ever get up there, but man, they got a cool stadium. They got a great oh, really? uh, concession stand. They got wonderful fans. Um, they all listen to Round Guy Radio, man. Everybody was telling me how, how much they listened to the program and. Uh, uh, I'm just really, really excited about him. Uh, last night, uh, Cade Sherrata, uh just on both sides of the play, but on defense, uh, pick sixes, and uh, uh, they were they were knocking fumbles, and, uh, forcing the other team to fumble and jumping on it. They, I mean, they, they kicked the ball really well. Quadzilla got I don't know maybe five or six touchdowns or something, uh, and double trouble. Duke Drew Keith, man, uh, uh, Scotty Melvin pegged him double trouble, but he is double trouble because he can run the ball. He can throw the ball. It was a pretty dominant performance all the way around. That defense is really hard to score on. Um, Beckman was big and their front, they, 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 if they played well in any aspect of the game, it was the defensive line against the offensive line battle, which was a massive battle. I mean, they were, those uh, uh, Winfield Mount Union boys fight for every inch, man. Uh, they're a little undersized, but um, they're punching up uh, uh, all the time. You're getting everything that they got. But uh, uh, what about uh, – uh, so uh, I don't know. I need to go over that much about that game other than there's a tremendous experience. Uh, um, ben uh, uh, Garvin is a, is a center fielder for the baseball team. He was my assistant last night. Uh, um, he did such a good job. I turned the game over to him in the second half as it was pretty much already decided. And yeah. uh, he did a great job covering us. And then now he's going to do uh, he's going to do some play by play for us for uh, for Wilton, and we'll be able to do that experience. Um, but uh, uh, this massive win and a wonderful experience, and great fans, and great atmosphere, and uh, everything you'd want it to be, including great weather last night. But uh, yeah. We have a lot of other games we got to get uh, to talking about here. So, uh, I'll, since you're the guest, I'll let you decide what we talk about next. Yeah, well, I, I, uh, our other two uh, uh, big school teams uh, didn't uh, fare very well last night either. It was a little, it was a little bit of, of uh, destruction of the uh, the unionary teams. I know Fairfield in their homecoming game against Keokuk. What's the final? Let me find the final on that. 30 to... 30 to 12 or 12, 30 12, right? Yeah, I think, yeah, 30 to 13. 30 to 13, yeah, because, uh, and Fairfield had to score, like, right at the end to get that. I was really surprised on that, um, because two weeks ago, uh, or I guess last week against Washington, it seemed like Fairfield kind of hit their stride. They, they put Sam Wheaton at a quarterback. They had a really, really good running game. But then, um, then again, and then, of course, Hunter, Hunter covered this while I wasn't there live. Then again, um, Keokuk probably had a chance to actually look at that offense, as Washington didn't quite have that. Um, yeah, they didn't have the opportunity. You change quarterbacks, and it, it throws yeah. everything off, doesn't it? 
Yeah, so I mean that could have definitely been part of it. Um, but uh, but yeah, I thought that uh, I think Landon, Landon Noter, who is their uh, former quarterback, uh, caught a touchdown pass last night, which is cool. Uh, but I, I mean, honestly, I thought that was going to be a, a grinder. You know, it, it got to ten six or ten three or whatever. Now I thought you know this one's going to end up uh, fourteen to ten type. You know, right down to the last second game. So uh, I'm you know maybe when you kind of look at the the transitive formula or whatever they call it, where everybody plays everybody. You kind of see that uh, Burlington and Keokuk played played each other pretty close last week, and then this week they played a couple other Southeast teams and won by a bunch. And so maybe that tells you that uh, that those teams have a little more quality uh, to them than maybe I even thought, because I, I definitely thought that that was a winnable game for uh, Fairfield. But uh, Keokuk's looking pretty good. That Keokuk for Madison Burlington area right now uh, not looking too uh, shabby. No, you're 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 definitely right about that. Well. Uh... Here's what I see in 3A. Uh, what I see is Washington beating Burlington, Burlington beating uh, Keokuk, Keokuk beating Fairfield, Fairfield beating Washington. Uh, you, you can't sleep on any of this. Uh, they're all evenly matched. And I don't know, uh, and uh, I think any of them on the right night could beat Fort Madison, although Fort Madison does seem to be the, the cock of the block uh, in that part of this uh, district. Unless uh, Keokuk steps up and, and uh, puts a stamp on something, too. Uh, they got that Diego Garcia. I, I know he's an, an excellent athlete. Do you know anything about the game last night as far as uh, who was putting up points for Keokuk? Uh, I don't know who, but I've seen Diego Garcia play, and you're right. He, he's a total game changer. Uh, and so I assume that he was. Uh, Keokuk, I'd have to look at the Keokuk-Fairfield kind of um, series. But Keokuk, I believe, played Fairfield a couple of years ago and and beat him on homecoming, too. And I remember, I don't know, Keokuk has just taken a step up. You know, I it's, it's hard for me to adjust because when I first got here, uh, Keokuk was kind of the downer team for a while. And so it's kind of hard to, for me to adjust to, to kind of accept that when Keokuk comes into town, that's a pretty darn uh, tough team. Uh, but, yeah, so and Fort Mass and Keokuk are in the same, same district, right? So they're playing later this year? Or yeah. they already played? No, who? Keokuk and who? Keokuk and Fort Madison. No, they haven't played yet. Okay, yeah. They're, they're, really, they're, I mean, they're going to mix it up here later on in this. Uh, uh, Fort well, Madison has three of the most brutal games you could possibly have uh, in a row here, starting uh, last night with the Warren or with the uh, Williamsburg game. Um, do you, do you want to talk a little bit about that one, or do you got to even have a score? Well, I'll, I'll say something in general. A lot of these Southeast Conference teams are the exact same way with that because Washington has to play um, – what, what is it? It's um, Williamsburg and – let me click around here to, to make sure I got the right teams here. Washington and Mount Pleasant and Fort Madison are all in the same, uh, the same district as – Sorry, sorry, Washington and Mount Pleasant are with Davenport Assumption and Mount Vernon. So Washington has those guys back-to-back. Um, Fort Madison is in that same one. So they've got Davenport Assumption and Mount Vernon. You know, Mount Pleasant has to play them both. And then, uh, oh, and Keokuk's in that too. And then Fairfield has uh, Fairfield has Williamsburg and Solon both to go. So basically everybody in Southeast Iowa got – uh, matched up in a district where two of the best teams in the state are, and so it's it's uh, wins are going to start to be hard to come by, you know, unless, unless 
people are making really big improvements. Those are some juggernauts that are coming in, into the area here pretty soon once district play starts. Well, maybe some way, somehow, one of those teams will pick one of them teams off. Uh, but it, I, I'm going to have to agree with you. It's going to be tough sledding. All right. Yeah. I mean, Fort Madison is 3-0, and and they've got Assumption, then the Kia Cut game, Mount Vernon in the next three weeks. So that's a pretty darn tough test. And I saw the score somewhere, but I'm 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 struggling to get it. Uh, Which one? The Fort Madison uh, 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 Williamsburg game. Fort Madison Williamsburg score. Oh yeah, sorry, I was looking at BC Moore. I thought they had it. I thought they played. Yeah, that doesn't have the score. The last score they have on there was the forty-two-six uh, Centerville. Well, I think it was something like forty-two to fourteen, forty-two to twelve, somewhere. Yeah. Somewhere in that range, maybe. Uh, but either way, you know, top rank uh, uh, Williamsburg. Uh, well, here, here, maybe I got a score here. Yeah, yeah. So four mass actually has a, a four-week stretch of just brutality. Yeah, okay. It's forty-eight to fourteen is the score uh, there. So um, I, I guess I didn't realize that's who they were playing last night. But um, to keep Williamsburg under fifty points is really doing something. Uh, yeah, there you go. All right. Well, uh, let's move on to what what's next on the list that we're going to talk about. There's a lot. Yeah, Washington. Um, they played Grinnell last night. That, that's a game that's usually pretty unclose. Uh, last night, it just seemed like Washington uh, got to a, a really tough start. It ended up being only being 35 to 18. Uh, so Grinnell gets the the best of the demons on that one. That is the last long conference game um, for Washington. Is that right? Yeah, maybe I should do that. But um, BC Moore does not have the stars correctly on the district uh, thing. Uh, Washington has Keokuk next week. So I think that's a pretty interesting game to see if, you know, the Demons can Yeah, we'll see if this win-one, lose-one thing continues. Uh, uh, where's the game at? Is it in, is it at Washington? It's at Keokuk. Oh, well, no, that, that, that'll be helping, helping Keokuk a lot. I think. Yeah, Keokuk will be in with a bunch of momentum, and Washington will be – it's the opposite of whatever happens usually when these two teams, because usually Washington is the team that's rolling in with the momentum. So uh, we'll see if that adversity can be uh, can be met by the uh, Demons, and then and then the Mount Pleasant-Washington game is a week later. Well, uh, yeah, so that's for all the big schools. That's kind of how all they stand. All right. Well, I'll start throwing some scores at you then. Uh, 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 that poll was the closest, the Grinnell-Washington poll. Uh, it was like fifty-two to forty-eight or something like that in favor of Grinnell. So the 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 voters got that right, and they're going to get this next one right too. As Mid Prairie doubles up uh, uh, West Burlington forty to eighteen. Now, after watching Mid Prairie play SK last week, I knew they were going to win their very next game just because yeah. of the determination and the drive and the want to win was there so prevalently in that game. Uh, uh, that it took SK everything they had to come out with a win. Uh, but uh, the Mid-Prairie Golden Hawks right the ship. Coach Lambert gets his first win as head coach. Uh, West Burlington takes another step backwards. Um, uh, the tale of two seasons there for West Burlington. Um, two dominating performances, game one and two, and two underwhelming performances, three, four. Yeah, for sure. Well, and I'll speak to uh, Coach Lambert and the Golden Hawks. Yeah, he, he started his career as their high school uh, head football coach with Wilton, who has not lost, and they only lost by 13. Regina, who has not lost. Sigourney Kyoto, who they almost beat, 
And then, and now they're finally getting West Burlington, still a really good team. Uh, and for them to do that to West Burlington, you know, they got Davis County, Nepo, Central Lee, Albia. I think that it would not be surprising to me if Mid Prairie just ran the table from here on out. The Mid Prairie Minneapolis game will be a, a big one uh, on the 29th. But I think that Mid Prairie's a very strong team. Just, just by we haven't seen them live yet, but just looking at the uh, scores, and that's a little bit surprising because uh, because they lost so much of their running game last year but um but yeah you just look at at who they have who they have played versus who they have coming up and i think mid prairie might be in for some uh some big time uh, wins here the next month or so well uh i, I can't disagree with you on that um you, you're, you're making a lot of sense with what you're saying there i'm just t- trying to look at the polls uh yeah that was like an 80 percenter i think uh for mid prairie in that and i agree Yes, Mid Prairie has three losses on the year, but they're all non-conference losses, aren't they? Yeah, they're all yeah, exactly. So, this is the, so they're one and zero in the conference, uh, yeah. uh, or one and one, I think. They actually yeah. that Regina was a, a, a was Regina district game. I it's hard because it, I usually go by uh, BC Mori. I gotta get varsity band pulled up here because they're new districts that I'm not so used to, and the uh, the site that I use to look it up usually has them all updated, but uh, not quite. So, um, but yeah, either way, uh, either way, Mid Prairie's in, in good shape, I think. Well, the the where the polls were definitely wrong was the Fairfield one. They had, had a ninety four point seven percent win for Fairfield. Yeah, Fairfield looked so good coming into. I mean, I thought, yeah, I thought Fairfield was going to win too. Kia Mid Prairie had a sixty to forty uh, one. Uh, we'll just all right. Now here's one. Here's one where the where the the, the round guy listeners got it a little wrong here, uh, but. Oh. This may have been the game of the night, uh, uh, as uh, uh, Wapolo was picked sixty-three point six to uh, uh, Van Buren's thirty-six point four. But uh, the Van Buren Warriors pull this one out. Uh, uh, did you hear anything about this game? I heard one very specific thing. Uh, they pulled it out the last second. Isaac Leffler ran a uh, touchdown uh, to pull this win out. So that must have been, uh, you know, a uh, 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 the, I would not have guessed that it was just going to be score, 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 score. You know, I thought it was going to be a, a grinder, or, or maybe I'm just used to, uh, um, you know, last year Van Buren won a couple grinders. But, um, but yeah, I'm, I'm, uh, I was surprised at how high scoring it was. I probably would have picked Van Buren though, uh, because I know they have uh, a few good athletes still left over. I know they had to replace a ton of their talent from last year, uh, and Wapolo had been struggling. But uh, yeah, that Isaac Leffler with the game-winning touchdown run. Uh, for the for the Warriors. Well, that was a forty to thirty six win uh, uh, in the final play of the game. Um, uh, my comment to 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 Scotty Melvin about this game is, I said the the game's in Kiasaku, and I think that's going to factor big in this uh, outcome. And I believe it really did. I don't know that they had a, a, a pulled that off on the road. What do you think? Oh, you didn't think that uh, Van Buren would? Well, I think the Van Buren had the crowd behind them and everything going yeah. for them. You know, I, yeah. I, 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 at minimum, you can say it didn't hurt anything. Yeah, yeah. I mean, well, and that's that's not that's not a, exactly a twenty yard or a, you know jaunt across the highway or anything from Waffle to Van Buren. It's quite a quite a little little trip. All right. Well, let's see what else we can pull up. Yeah, but well, congratulations out to uh, uh, Coach Johnson down there in Van Buren County, and and uh, we were looking forward to getting back a hold of him. I'm just kind of going through these polls and seeing. 
seeing what games you got. Yeah, well, that that was a it was a fifty two point four to forty seven point six the Grinnell Washington one. It it uh, favored Grinnell though. Uh, let's see. Yeah, I was I was said that was a coin flip too. Uh, um, well, here's a game where the audience was uh, uh, pretty well in tuned, and this is a well voted on game. Uh, but Columbus was favored uh, eighty point eight to nineteen point two here, um, and that is uh, about the spread of the game too. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah. What do you what do you know about that game? Let's see if we can find a score on that. Uh, yeah, I'll see if I can find a score. I know that uh, Riley Calvert scored almost immediately on like a 62-yard run. I know that. Oh, here it is, 56 to 24. Um, uh, I heard downtown Brown scored one or two touchdowns. Um, I heard Will Adams was throwing bombs and uh, uh, pulling their fat out of the fire a couple times. Uh, um, but you know, I mean, it. Kaleberg was running crazy, and and Amagon broke the record for the school record for yardage and. Um, this is a pretty dominant performance by Columbus Wildcats uh, uh, over uh, a much improved uh, a Pekin Panthers team. Although, you know, that, that score doesn't reflect that much difference in the score of last year's game. Yeah, well, Columbus is back to, uh, I think, starting I, – I don't know exactly what happened with, with Mipo. Uh, you know, and then Wapolo, they were heavily favored. But starting with the fact that they played Lisbon so close last week, you know, and now uh, a good Pekin team there will be like that. I think we can say that they're back to their their old ways, to their ways of last year. They're two and two right now. I would consider them heavily, heavily, heavily favored the rest of the way. I think uh, I think if I had a prediction for Columbus, uh, if you took all of our area teams and and added up the amount of points they're going to score between now and the end of the regular season, I would uh, put Columbus right up there at top. I think that they're going to start going off and putting these. You know, 40, 50, they, you know, they're playing some teams that are uh, 500 or lower, I think, for the rest of the year. So uh, I think uh, I think Columbus has a pretty darn good chance of of pulling off some wins here, just like Mid-Prairie, and, and probably heading to the playoffs pretty strong. All right. Well, uh, I, I'm agreeing with you on that. Well, let's uh, get back into the, to the list here. Uh, I'm just going to mention this score and kind of move on. Uh, the Highland Huskies, who are, are – uh, Sponsored by Farmers Co-op and Vision Ag up there uh, uh, in their area, uh, they took another one on the chin. But uh, they're playing Lisbon. They lost forty-seven to six. I mean, uh, um, I don't know what else to say about that. You got any thoughts on that game? Well, I'll just say that yeah, they they play Lisbon and Columbus back to back, and then Pekin. So they have this is a hard time for the schedule for Highland. They've got some some way more winnable games at the end of the year. They just have a schedule that kind of, you know, I'd like to, to have seen them pull off one against Danville maybe, and then they lost tough one against Van Buren last week. Uh, but now they're they're into the the treachery of their schedule right now. Uh, so, uh, you know, they got to strap on a little tighter and, and hopefully uh, make some improvements. And if they don't pull off a stunner in the next couple of weeks, uh, then maybe, you know, they can at least put themselves in a position because uh, they still have a couple athletes over there. You know, they're still putting up an okay amount of points, except last night. But um, because they'd went from six to twelve to twenty-two, and you know, but now they've really hit there. They've really hit that part of the schedule, so they just gotta buckle up and hopefully stretch through this. And then, you know, they they definitely have winnable games in the last couple of weeks. So uh, that's that's the bright side for the uh, Huskies and the Diamonds. If they can pull off a stunner, the district is it, it's had just started, so um, they've got uh, they got plenty of time here. Well, uh, the uh, uh, a couple area uh, teams here rolled pretty heavy over. 
some overwhelmed competition, and I don't know we need to spend a lot of time on these, but yeah. Waco Warriors 59, uh, HLV 12. Uh, uh, HLV had had some success this season, but uh, uh, they didn't have any uh, uh, in Wayland Friday night. Yeah, and, uh, yeah not, not many people do. <laughs> no, um, I mean, I guess it's the same old song and dance. Um, I, I don't know any of the statistics or anything. Do you? Do you know anything about the game or or? Uh... Oh no, I I should have. I'm sure that uh, Coach Edeker sent me stats because like, he's one of the best coaches at doing that. But I just haven't had my. my usually in the morning I'm scrolling through, and today I thought I uh, was uh, slept a little bit. But um, I can tell you that I mean, you know, Waco lost their first regular season game in quite some time last week, so I'm sure that uh, practice was a little bit harder and. Uh, and, you know, if you look at the the BC Moore, they're still top 15, and they've got a lot of wins ahead of them, I, I believe. Yeah, yeah. You know what? Let me throw Waco right in there with Columbus and Mid-Prairie as teams that uh, you probably don't want to mess with the next uh, month. Yeah, I'm, gonna, I'm agreeing with you. And SK, you know, they, they gassed up the bus and went to Cardinal, and I don't know what's going on over there at Cardinal. Uh, uh, they are struggling mighty two years in a row, and uh, – SK just walked all over them, sixty-seven or seventy-six to nothing, or sixty-seven to nothing. I mean, um, uh, I don't know what to say about that. Um, yeah, well, it's it's a far cry from you know a few years ago they met in the in the um, the game of the week type uh, you know the area clash in the playoffs uh, when SK played against Cardinal and you know since then SK's had a lot of talent come up that was younger than. And uh, Cardinal uh, uh, just uh, hasn't really scored very much. And, I mean, SK is not the kind of team you want to play. We haven't scored very much uh, yeah, because they are That's a tale of, of teams at the top and teams at the bottom. And um, uh, I, I don't really enjoy those games, to be honest with you. Yeah, well, I will say for Cardinal, they do have uh, – they got Colfax, Mingo, Edville, Blakesburg next two weeks. So, I'm sure – you know, those are, those are teams – that are a little more comparable. They can actually put up some points. You know, they had, I mean, I don't think that you would have thought that Pekin was as good as they were coming into this year. Uh, you know, Central Lee's won three games. I, that was their next game, you know. So they they have not played a team with a below 500 record. Uh, Cardinal hasn't. And so they'll finally get into some, you know, some teams they can they can spar with a little bit here in the next couple of weeks. All right. Well, an area a game that would be a, a tremendous interest to people in the Round Guy Radio listening area was Oskaloosa and Atumwa, and that looked like that was a barn burner. That was one of that and the uh, uh, Van Buren game uh, uh, were uh, uh, pretty dang good ones to be at. I'm thinking, but it yeah, looked like uh, a 38-26 win, I think, for or a 30 to 26 win or 30 to 28 yeah. win. Uh, yeah, 30 to 20. Yeah, and that was on a, a field goal as time expired. See, that's uh, what I'm talking about right there. Yeah, yep, yep. That was, that was, I, and now I'm trying to figure out who actually won, Oscar or Atumwa? Atumwa. Atumwa, okay. Yeah, uh, so, uh, yeah, all I knew was that it was a field goal right at the end. I was trying to figure out, I was trying to remember who actually uh, uh, got the uh, field goal. Yeah, so uh, the, uh, the, uh, the, you know, Atumwa, the Courier area teams, they're uh, two, two uh, big wins because of Atumwa and uh, Van Buren County both won in the last couple of plays. But, uh, yeah, I mean, again, uh, uh, that was a game where, uh, you know, it, it surprised me that Oskaloosa was able to play so well against Washington. Well, I didn't think we well, were. Well, we are, we are uh, um, you know, uh, uh, I don't know how much. We, we run out of time there. I don't know exactly how much we missed. But uh, 
Otumwa uh, wins a squeaker uh, uh, against Oskaloosa, 30 to 28 on a last second field goal. Uh, I'll run. I'll just start running down scores, and you just if you got something you want to say. Uh, I thought this one was an interesting score as uh, the Pella Dutch uh, beat Xavier, 30, yeah, that, 31 that to surprising. 21. Uh, uh, um, well, Meepo gets off the uh, uh, two-game losing sneak streak and and gets their record to two and two and, and gets even with a, a big win over um, Albia. And I'm going to say it was like 41 to nothing or something yeah. like that. And Albia had really uh, uh, played well this season. Jacob yep. Lenzador says they're one of the most improved teams he, he had in his, his deal. Uh, uh, Mor- Moravia gets a big win. Uh, uh, they put 59 ports on the board against Southeast Warren. Uh, I think 50, 59-28 uh, in that game. Uh, Moravia is consistently in that 60-point range uh, every game. They, uh, uh, Helmick, Shane Helmick down there, what do you think of him? Yeah, well, I, I just enjoy Moravia being that good, uh, especially because they're eight man. You know, they can everyone saw they can mix it up with teams over here. And I'm from Sheraton, so it's kind of a, a, a my area, uh, old area, and it's just kind of fun to see them uh, uh, see them be good. That, I have we all see them play really, but it's just I like that when teams like that are good, and I kind of hope that they get to have those matchups like uh, Southeast Warren did a, a couple years ago against. Uh, uh, Waco, and just I kind of like those. I kind of like those area teams being good, so they can match up with our area. Well, uh, here is a uh, big upset, I guess. I mean, they're both ranked teams, but one was ranked number one, and that was uh, Linville Soli, uh, the number one ranked team, goes down to uh, uh, I don't know where they were ranked, but they were definitely ranked uh, Madrid, uh, twenty-seven to nine. Uh, uh, I know Quarter Non Harder uh, is out for Linville Soli, but. Uh, you have to, to be a little surprised at that. What do you think? Yeah, yeah. even with the quarterback out, that is that is tough. I did not know that they lost. That's going to shake up my rankings. Well, uh, yeah. Well, uh, let's uh, let's move to North Mahaska. Uh, gets beat by Martinsdale-St. Mary's 22-14. Uh, to 14. Uh, And uh, I, 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 I wrote down the score Eddieville had, uh, but I didn't even write down who they play or something. I says CM here. Uh, they, Colfax they, Mingo. Yeah. Colfax Mingo. Now they, they, I think it was 34 to six. Uh, oh, wow. uh Eddieville Blakesburg, uh, uh, got their first win, uh, in at least two years, uh, last week. And then they get even, uh, this week back to back wins. So, uh, I guess, that'd be the, any, any, if you got anything more to say about that game or if there's any other games, yeah, um, that you want to talk about. There's not any other games, but I'll say um, uh, we started talking about this, but then the, I think the thing cut out on us, uh, like before we even started talking about uh, New London did have to forfeit this week. They're supposed to play against Central City, which we all know Central City is really good because they all they took Winfield right to the wire. In fact, Central City might be a top four team in the eight man. But uh, New London only had 12 or 13 players, I think, that were that were going to be able to go which means three or four, you know, only a couple of subs. Usually that's the danger zone where, where teams try and take a week off. I think they have a meeting today with the association to make sure they can play this next week. But the plan uh, that they put out was that they would play – they were supposed to get some players back healthy this week. And so they wouldn't have been able to play on Friday. And so then the worry about that is that, you know, you're waiting on the three kids to come back healthy and then you have four kids get hurt and then basically you're, you're done. So, uh, so I think they're going to give it a go this Friday and then, and then win ability wise after playing a lot of really good teams, new will also have 
a little bit of a softer uh, schedule where they can actually, uh, you know, maybe battle a little bit. Well, um, thank you for being with us this morning. Uh, uh, stick around and we'll get the, the accounts of the Columbus Pekin game uh, from Jeff Mills, who was there. And he had a lot of good things to say about both teams, uh, to be honest with you. So uh, thanks for being with us, Andy, on this morning edition of the Scoreboard Show. Hey, thank you. Thank you. Well, I have one more score for you before I, uh, I end this episode, and it's Pella Christian uh, beat Pleasantville uh, 42-14, to 14, and we're going to have the coach on talk about that. So thanks for being with us. We're going to Columbus Junction as we are talking to Jeff Mills. Uh, Jeff, you just moved to Columbus, didn't you? Yes, I did. Been here a couple months now. All right. Well, you got a short drive home out of the deal. Uh, uh, but uh, Columbus uh, uh, Community Schools was taking on uh, uh, the Pekin Panthers tonight. Pekin had been on quite a roll. Um little up and down start to the season for uh, the Columbus Wildcats. But it sounds like they got things back uh, uh, into the swing uh, this this game, didn't they? Oh, absolutely. And they come right out of the gate and just kind of punch Pekin right in the mouth the first quarter. Uh, come, I think – at the end of the first quarter, it was 35 nothing. So uh, they were playing around. They they played excellent. I mean, Pekin played pretty well. Promote, you know, they, they couldn't stop them defensively, but their offense was all right. Uh, the quarterback and the Downs, I believe, is his name. He looked pretty good. He was throwing the ball pretty good, and they ended up scoring 24 points. So, but Columbus was just too much for him tonight. So, what was the final score on that? Uh, 56 to 24, I believe. Right. Well, um, it doesn't surprise me that, uh, uh, Columbus scored that much, but I, I, I can't say that that's a, a terrible output for the offense for Pekin against Columbus. Yeah, sure. Uh, Columbus is stacked, you know, uh, Pekin, I didn't know much about them going in. I just knew they were undefeated. So I was kind of seeing where they stacked tonight and they, they did Pretty good, I thought, you know, especially against a team like Columbus, who, in my opinion, is a top 10 team in the state, if not a top five team in the state. But, you know, that's just my personal take on it. But Beacon played all right. Just wasn't the outcome they were hoping for. Well, I'm agreeing with you on what you said about Columbus. Uh, well, let's go over Let's go over a little bit of that uh, offense. Um, I'm sure Kate Namagon got some of that. Yep, he uh, took him two offensive plays, I believe, two plays in the game, and he broke the school record. He's now the all-time rushing leader for uh, Wildcat football, which is pretty darn impressive, the oh. history that program has. They've had some good uh, runners there. Was, yeah, yeah, they have over the years. They've had some real good ones. Uh, they honored the 93 and uh, 79 teams, I believe. So oh, really? The, um, yeah, come out at halftime and Got to be acknowledged for what they did back then, district championships and state playoffs and all that good stuff. So that was pretty cool to see as well. well Along cool. with, uh, yeah, Caden breaking the record on the same night. It was kind of cool. So. Well, it was a, a, a nice night for football. Sure, the weather was sure nice, wasn't it? Oh, it was beautiful, you know. It's almost getting that sweatshirt weather time now. I'll just, be, uh, just on the border of that, ain't it? Uh. <laughs> yeah, it is. Well, uh, did you see Scotty Melvin over there? I've seen him down there, but I couldn't get down to say hi to him. I was 
waiting for him, trying to see if he looked up my way, so I at least give him away. But I didn't get to see uh, talk to him at all tonight. <laughs> He's so enthralled in the game; it's really hard to, to uh, uh, get him to say two words during a football game. He's just—I never seen anybody so yeah. laser focused on a game. Right. Well, he loves a high school football. Uh, uh, I think you like it about as much as he does. Uh, yeah, I would say so. <laughs> I think I enjoy it. Well, I ain't going to compare myself to anybody, but I enjoy it quite a bit myself. <laughs> well, well, we uh, seem to have a lot of – all three of us have the same taste, I think. We like to watch a lot of the same teams. So. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're, we're three birds of a feather, that's for sure. Uh well, uh, give me the rundown on, on the Peak and Panthers. Uh, uh, they at least a little solid output. Uh, you said downtown uh, uh, Robert Brown got in the end zone a time or two. At least once. I think he might have got in twice. I, I couldn't see the number or hear the name called at the time, but I know they scored three touchdowns. They all give them passes from a quarterback there, and I think Brown got in twice. Uh, Riley Cowberg. Man, he went off tonight. I think he had four touchdowns, a uh, reception, two rushing. Maybe it was three rushing. I don't remember now, but he, he had a heck of a game. Caden played really well. He got in the end zone a couple times. Uh, and Cole Storm, I think, got a touchdown rushing as well. So it was a complete offensive display tonight for Columbus. That's for sure. Um, what was up with Pika's defense? They just couldn't couldn't bring them down. Uh were they just running too hard? What what was going on with that? Uh, yeah, uh, they couldn't stop the run game. Uh, if it wasn't Caden, they bottled Caden up pretty good, I think. But then they just handed the ball off to Riley and he bust one. And I think that's kind of why I think they were keyed in on uh, Caden quite a bit. And that kind of freed things up for Riley Cobberg to do his thing. And he had a heck of a game. So Well, I can't hardly blame him for stacking the, the defense. Uh... Caden, I'm already gone Amazon yeah. uh, way. Well, I tell you, you go to tackle him and he's already gone, isn't he? Yeah, he broke one that he should have been down. There's five guys should have tackled him around him, and he somehow broke out of it and busted it for 60-something yards down the field. So, you know, Columbus has got a lot of weapons, and they're hard to stop. Well, uh, both teams are one and one in the district, I think. Um, well, maybe. Maybe Pekin's two and one. Going on. Yeah. Yeah, um, I think Columbus two and one. So, um, that's oh yeah, I guess they'd both be two and one in the district. Well, what about Pekin? Um, are they gonna be able to? Uh, you know that, that that's like there's this Lisbon, uh, Columbus, uh, uh, level. You know, then there's Pekin and a couple other teams level, and then there's some uh, uh, teams that are really struggling in this deal. Do you think? Uh, Pekin can, um, and they probably won't be able to rebound against Lisbon, uh, but I think they will uh, uh, start putting some wins on the board again after they get past these two juggernauts. Absolutely. I agree with that 100%. They're a good football team. You know, uh, it's just Columbus and Lisbon, they're downright unstoppable. They're some of the best in the state, so that's hard to go up against, but, you know, that's just how it goes. And Pekin, like I said, they're a good football team. They'll get they'll get a few more wins after uh, coming up here pretty soon. I got a feeling. So yeah, well, sometimes you play those really good teams, and and uh, even if you lose, you get better. Exactly. I think Pekin did that tonight. They, uh, you know, they faced 
Very tough team, but they at least look presentable out there and look like a good football team. So hats off to them for that, you know. And they'll keep working, I'm sure. They got a good program over there, and they'll keep getting better. All right. Is there anything else about this game you want to mention before we cut her off? Um, other than Tyson Cobberg had a couple interceptions for the Columbus Wildcat defense, and uh, aside from that, I I can't think of anything off the top of my head. Well, it seems like enough uh, for one game. Uh to talk about, but uh, congratulations on uh, your home team uh, uh, getting a big win on the board. All right, we'll talk to you later.